Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Breaking down District 3 athletics week in, week out. Brandon Bainey joined by Logan Green. LG, what's going on? Hey, Brandon. Uh, good. You know, just... Uh... Just living my life with a bunch of kids and everybody always getting sick, which I'm has come up many times. But I mean, this week is crazy, right? So I think I mentioned this. We, me and my wife got strep throat a couple weeks ago, and she got it again. <clears throat> and she went back to the doctor, and they said it was they had seen multiple people over the last few weeks here in the Treasure Valley that had gotten strep and then immediately got it afterwards. And uh, wh- whoever is cursed. Um, this this area that I am in with with uh, colds and strep throat, I I I want to let you know how I really feel about you because it's super annoying. Yeah. Uh, so I think what happened is your <clears throat> wife probably got strep throat and then she got the Omicron variant of strep throat. Oh, is that how it works? Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Is that <laughs> well? That's like the third variant. What was the first variant? Uh, oh. The, the, uh, yeah, I don't even remember. I don't know. I lost count. <laughs> I lost count. Yeah, that's funny. That's true. Oh, man. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't want to get too uh, religious with this, but like, you know, in the Bible, there's the, uh, the 10 <clears throat> plagues, you know, in the in the land of Egypt. Yeah. And, uh, you you know, you're suffering from the plague of sickness. And meanwhile, over here in East Idaho, where I live, we, we've got the plague of snow that's been uh, falling upon us. I, I mean, I can't believe that. I mean, I was talking to somebody yesterday up north in Grangeville, and they said they got a ton of snow. And then you guys got absolutely dumped on. And <clears throat> it's been snowing here, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it's not like that. Like it, we get these like grapples, as I think that's the name they're called, where it like dumps for 30 minutes and then it goes away. And it, it's really weird. It's, but at least we don't have that. At least I think I saw the weather forecast and it might hit 60 this weekend in Boise, which they did say we actually broke a record, Brandon. We broke a record for most consecutive days under 60 degrees in, in the Treasure Valley. Um, yesterday yesterday was the all-time record of days under 60 so well we're gonna gonna tack on to it let me pull out my tiny violin and play it yeah 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 well it's funny my my son had a his first baseball game on tuesday monday monday and uh, i mean it was there was times you couldn't see home plate because there was there was snow covering home plate and they had to, you know, go up and brush it off. And then it would stop and the sun would come out and the field would, and then it would come back and poor kids hands were all frozen. And, <clears throat> but again, play me your small violin. Cause at least we're not Eastern Idaho where um, we can still play um, just might be a little bit. And I say a little bit cold for us over here. I'm sure it's nothing compared to what anybody's playing at over there. Yeah, and it'll be show and tell time here in just a second. Friendly reminder, you can uh, get this podcast a couple of different ways. Audio only at idahosports.com across the top of the homepage. Uh, you'll see a tab that says PrepCasts. From there, there's a drop-down menu. You click on Treasure Valley PrepCast. The player's right there. You can uh, click in and listen to it there. You can uh, subscribe uh, and download this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. And then you can also tune into the video version of this prep cast every week on the idahosports.com youtube channel and if you're uh, hanging out on youtube 
Uh, if you would hit that like button and hit that subscribe button, the little bell icon that really helps out a lot. So uh, wherever you're consuming this, thank you. And if you are watching the video version of this, I'm going to put a picture up on the screen. Now, Logan, I showed you this yesterday, but um, for, for fans that <laughs> want to yeah. know how, how much snow there was in East Idaho, this was me in my backyard yesterday uh, trying to clear off the deck. So just take a look at this picture. <laughs> what snow? I, I, I only see that that stunning man right in the middle. I don't, I don't see anything else. <laughs> like, there's nothing else I see. So it's if you're listening, it's a picture of me yesterday uh, in all my winter gear. Uh, my Green Bay Packers beanie is on, uh, shoveling that black thing that's in the middle here on the picture. That's actually our fire pit, and I thought it was safe to pull it out for the season, but uh, apparently not. So, I mean, what was the total? What was the count? What was the total inchage? Is that a term? Yeah, I didn't get an official, but it I mean, because it snowed for like two days straight. So it had to have been like it had to have been 18 inches. Yeah, over a foot right there. Yes. Uh and 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 here's the crazy part. Yesterday I heard from people because I I obviously didn't leave my house, but other people I talked to said once you got like north of the Fort Hall Indian reservation, it was totally fine. Nothing. It was like it was like specifically a Pocatello slash wow. Southeast Idaho thing. It was so weird, but <laughs> anyway, interesting. So it never <clears throat> didn't even make its way to Blackfoot, really, at that no. rate, huh? No, wow, yeah. Huh. So, anyways, uh, that's what's going on here. But but where you're at, Logan, as you said, uh, the weather's been pretty good, which yeah. means it I'm is it is sunny today. The, the sun is here, so yeah. Hopefully, it stays. <laughs> that, that means we've been able to get in lots of good competition. And so with that, uh, we've uh, amplified our spring sports coverage on IdahoSports.com. If you go to the homepage right now, you'll see some new features that we've been rolling out. And we'll do this every week. Uh, every Monday, we're going to bring you the heavy hitters, the nine best softball uh, single game performances at the plate, the nine best baseball single game performances from the past week. Um, that'll be every Monday. Tuesday, we'll have a new feature called Primetime Pitchers, the five best pitching performances uh, in softball and baseball, respectively. Um, and so every Monday and Tuesday, you'll get to see the best hitters and the best pitchers that were from the past week. If there is someone you want to nominate, and I already got a nomination. You know, this hasn't been on our site for more than a day, Logan, and I've already gotten mm -hmm. a nomination from a fan in Horseshoe Bend. So I love to see it. Send send me the email. Send me your nominations, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. And uh, we'll see if they uh, they make it onto the list. But it's the nine best hitters, the five best pitchers. And I thought that would be a good place to start because there were some really impressive single game performances from the Treasure Valley in both baseball and softball this past week. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the list, I mean, it, it it's very <laughs> – and I mean, maybe that has somewhat to do with we actually can play baseball and softball over here. <clears throat> but a lot of the performances are heavy uh, Treasure Valley teams in there and, and some very phenomenal performances, uh, especially some of the ones that like, you see on the mound. Uh, it's just impressive. Anytime you can, <clears throat> I think the, the Boise pitcher, uh, she threw a one hitter and she was just a freshman. Um, just, just, or maybe I'm mixing up different stories there, um, but just, Great performances all around from from the pitchers in the Treasure Valley as well as the hitters. 
Yeah. So let's start on the baseball side and we'll use this as kind of an overall discussion of what's going on. So uh, our heavy hitters on the baseball side from the Treasure Valley, we had Caden Campa from Columbia, Lakin Wilson from Vision Charter. We had Gage Hawes, the great sophomore catcher for Hawaii, Carson Russell from Coal Valley Christian, a pair of and a pair of Bishop Kelly Knights, Jamison Ray, a senior and Dean Herkenrath, a junior. Um, which performance to you was the most impressive? I'm not going to give away the whole list and what everybody did. You'll have to go to the website to read it, but pick out, pick out one of those Logan. That was most impressive to you. I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Caden camp. I mean, he's number one on the list. Right. And, and that's, I mean, that sounds like the easy, the easy route. Um, but I just think co-opt with what Columbia has done this year. I think that that's the nod for this week. Cause I think, we had talked about it a little bit before, but they seem to be one of those teams to beat in 4A, whether people expected that. I think the, the talk was Skyview and Bishop Kelly, and all of a sudden we can hit on it later. There's two other teams that sit towards the top of the conference right now, and Columbia is one of those. And, and his performance <clears throat> um, in California, I think, as they beat a team, Anaheim, 17-2, to two, uh, you know, I – I don't know how good the baseball is in California. I, I would assume it's uh, good, right? Yeah. And we, again, just like in football, right? Was, I don't know how good the foot. We continue to beat teams from out of state. Like, right? You think about Emmett, who went down to California and beat a team badly in football. Homedale welcomed Laguna Beach up and beat them, destroyed them. Um, and then now Columbia goes down there and just dismantles. Just, destroys them as well 17 to 2 um and so i i mean i to go on the road and do that down there that i just think that that's an impressive thing to do in an unfamiliar place against an unfamiliar school and and to go and do that that's just very impressive to me yeah and you mentioned caden campa was number one on the list it's not a and i'll i'll clarify this because otherwise i know people will be like how come he was number one he was it's, number one it's, yeah it's it's not a list ranking them like oh number one was the best performance i i just put them in chronological order so caden campa did his thing last monday it was the first one of the week that's why he's number one so there's no bias in the list uh it's literally just listed in in chronological order to the point where uh you know Jamison Ray and Dean Hurkenrath of Bishop Kelly were seven and eight on the list because they did theirs on Friday and Saturday. So that's right. That's why the list is there. Columbia went down to the Anaheim Lions tournament. The Lions Club in Anaheim puts this on every year. And so it was mostly, you know, California teams. There was a couple of Arizonas and of course Columbia. The Wildcats go four and oh there. And three of the four wins were like blowouts, like blowouts. They had one close game to open against Whittier Christian five to four. Then they beat Western high from Anaheim, 14 to two. They beat Catella high 15 to one. And then they beat Anaheim high uh, 17 to two. And that's the game where Caden Campa at the plate went uh, four for five, a double, a triple and six RBIs. And then the fifth time that he came up, you know, he got four hits the fifth time he reached on an error. And he came around to score all five times that he got on base. And so Columbia looks really good. Yeah. And I'm guessing there was a single thrown in there as well. He almost went for the cycle, right? Just it yeah. was a, <clears throat> a homer away from doing that. And that's, uh, it, I always feel like getting a triple is, is hard. It's harder than hitting a home run. It's, it's, it, a lot has to go right to, to get a triple in terms of, 
positioning on the field, where the ball's hit, X, Y, and Z, uh, it, it's tough to get that in there. And 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 he just, like you said, five times to the plate, five times scored. Um, you can't really beat that. <laughs> Columbia on the season <clears throat> is now 11-1 and one overall, 2-0 and oh in SIC play. Their only loss came last Friday to Highland, which is a perennial 5A baseball you know, state participant, and they only lost that game one nothing. They're they're two runs away from still being undefeated on the season. Yeah, and and I mean, uh, if you look at Highland's schedule, I think it's funny you can kind of see that <clears throat> we can't play much baseball over here. <laughs> uh, shaping out, they play so many games over here in the Treasure Valley, and uh, it's it's not a nothing to hang your head on, right? To be ashamed of a, a lost uh, Highland. I mean, they they are a team that took uh, took Middleton to extra innings this past weekend, right? You know, and that's a good Middleton team. And so I think Columbia is in great shape right now. Yeah, the other big story in the SIC is <clears throat> the Emmett Huskies. Emmett, yeah. you look at the overall record, they're five and six, but they are a perfect three and oh in league play. They have uh, conference wins over Ridgeview, six to four, and Ridgeview's a good team. They just beat Caldwell last night, six to three, and they opened conference play with a 10 to eight slugfest win over Bishop Kelly, the reigning for a state champion. So it's kind of a dichotomy here. Emmett three, and zero. Bishop Kelly one and three in league play, but seven and six overall quite <clears throat> puzzling. Yeah. And, and Emmett is just a funny school. I feel like, I feel like you never hear about, and maybe that's because they're, you know, they're up over the hill there. And, and a lot of people just, don't talk about them. And I think they kind of like that. I, they like that mantra of nobody knows who we are, are is talking about us. And then all of a sudden it's, whoa, where did that come from? I think a couple of years ago, right when they beat Bishop Kelly in football, I think that was a lot of people. Where did that come from? And then they make a run to the state championship, right? And then they have just been, even now, people still don't talk about them much in, in this when it comes to SIC football. And then they just continue to show up and win games and, and have good seedings and all this. And uh, all of a sudden, here's the baseball team that I don't think anybody was talking much about. And all of a sudden, they sit 3-0 and in conference. Uh, you know, a, a really good measuring stick they'll have is is this week, right? They'll play on Friday night against Columbia. Uh, it's a home game for the Huskies. So that one should be fun to see uh, who, who takes the win there, right? Two undefeated in-conference teams facing off or really sole ownership of that uh, top spot in the conference. Yeah, that's going to be a fantastic battle Friday night in Emmett. Winner of that will be in the early lead in the SIC standings. And and the guy that's really doing it for Emmett, the, the straw that's stirring the drink, so to speak, is going to be a familiar name to those that followed Emmett's football team this year. It's Stevie Howe, who really burst onto the scene as, as a great wide receiver mm -hmm. for that Emmett football team last fall. Stevie Howe is leading the team with a 417 batting average. He has eight stolen bases, the team lead, and he's also their best pitcher. He's he's got a 162 ERA on the mound. So Stevie Howe is really driving this Emmett train. Yeah, and you know when sometimes you just get those athletes, right, that are that are good athletes and they just roll it over into other sports, right? And I mean, so if we jump around just a little bit, you know, I do this a lot and it doesn't, it doesn't actually matter, but you know, 
Highland, right? We 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 talked about how Highland uh, beat right. They they beat Columbia, and that that was just one to zero. Like right, that was a that was a close game. And then what Columbia, what Highland's been able to do, I I just think that that Columbia team is, is you know it translates well for them. Um, even though they only lost that by one, I mean that translates well. I would I would like Columbia in this game against Emmett, but I'm sure Emmett would love nothing more than to prove us wrong. And um, I, I'm all for it. Let, let me see let me see the the underdogs come through. It's always fun to see that. Yeah, and lately um, for Bishop Kelly to to wrap up our four A SIC conversation. Lately for Bishop Kelly, uh, run prevention has been a big problem. Uh, Ten runs allowed and a loss to Skyview in league play. They lost 10 to eight. They lost 10 to eight to Emmett. They lost six to one to Columbia last night. So Columbia also took care of business against Bishop Kelly last night, six to one. Um, So run prevention has kind of been a problem for BK. They will have a chance to make things right um, tonight. Logan as we're recording this Wednesday, April 5th. They will host Ridgeview tonight and we'll see if they can uh, get off the schneid there for, for Bishop Kelly. Oh, and conversely, start with with, and that's what I think is is the key thing, right? You talk about run prevention for Bishop Kelly. Um, it's it's the opposite, right? It's in terms of what Columbia has been able to do defensively. They gave up one run to Meridian, two to Boise, uh, you know, two to Minico, three to Mountain Home, uh, you know, four to that team from California. They played two, one, two, two. Well, they've never given up more than four runs in a game. And that was to a team from California. Outside of that, it's been, you know, when you look at who they've played in Idaho, uh, Mountain Home scored three on them. And that is the most runs that they have given up all year. That's uh, and they they have played good quality competition, right? You know, they played Meridian. They played Boise. They played Nampa, Minico, Valley View, Bishop Kelly. Uh, Highland, right? <laughs> They've played really good teams, and that's it's just a dangerous thing looking forward. I know we've talked about them probably ad nauseum here at the beginning of this podcast, but uh, just impressive what they've done. Yeah, it's 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 been a really fun team to watch. Mario De Leon is one of my personal favorites uh, on that Columbia team. He's one of several senior leaders uh, for this year's squad. Coach Phil Diplock has a very good Columbia outfit uh, there. Um, my, the most impressive hitting performance to me from the treasure Valley, uh, I'm going to go with Carson Russell from Coal Valley Christian. Uh, so Coal Valley Christian hosted Clearwater Valley, a battle of CVs, right? Coal Valley, Clearwater mm-hmm. Valley, right? Uh, they hosted Clearwater Valley, a one, a 1A program, um, in a non-conference matchup, uh, last week and, uh, Coal Valley, one four to three it was a really tight game well carson russell was directly responsible for three of the four chargers runs he ended up going three for four and they were all singles but he drove in a run on one of his base hits and then he scored twice but in addition to that he had three stolen bases Mm -hmm. so carson russell getting it done with the legs and the running game and this is a Coal Valley Christian team that we thought, okay, maybe they've got some momentum coming in, and then they stumble in their conference opener. It just happened. Um, and so when we look at this 2A Western Idaho <clears throat> conference, and, and it wasn't close, right? They played Marcin on Monday, 
and Marcin wins 16 to five. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's another thing, right? We talked about Marcin last week and all of a sudden look at them, um, you know, coming, that was one, that was a result when I saw it come in saying, Whoa, maybe they, I think everybody expected Cole Valley to be good. And that's not, you know, they've been good at a lot of sports for a long time and you just kind of expect them to, to be good. And so you can use them as a measuring stick. There are just some programs like that. That's the way it is in college sports, high school sports, whatever. And Cole Valley at the two a WIC, they are one, you know, they're, you're not going to see them at the bottom. Typically they're going to be somewhere towards the top. And if you could beat them, you know, Hey, look, we're doing, we're doing something right. And that's exactly what they did. Side note, Marcing. It must trickle down to the kids. So the the league that my son plays in, his baseball league, there's a there's a team from Marsing in the league, and those kids showed up, and I'm like, I'm scared of them. Like, uh, <laughs> this is a a 10U team, and they've got like legit Marsing Husky jerseys. They've got like the full outfits, and they're like ready to go. And you know, our kids are over there like looking for Capri Suns, you know. And I'm like, man, these these kids, this is I don't I don't want to play them. They, they know they know what's about to happen. So, hey, kudos to them for that win. But if you go back talking about your um, pick of the week there, Brandon, the performance, I mean, maybe, you know, I, I can see some people might say, it's not like you did that much. But in a game where it's four to three, there's just not a lot that you can do a lot. But it just it might it it's apples to oranges. Right. Because another person on the list, if we, if we look at it, uh, Lake and Wilson played in a 25 to 22 game, right? And it's just a, it's a different type of game. And you can have a heavy hitting performance in a four to three game just as much as you can in a 25 to 22 game. Yeah, but the importance of the at-bats and, and yeah. what Carson Russell did, I, th- I thought it, uh, deserved inclusion on the list this week. <clears throat> so it doesn't get any easier for Cole Valley Christian. Two of their next three games are against Melba, and Napa Christian. So when we look at the standings right now, it's it's very clean. It's it's Melba, Napa Christian, Marcin all one and zero. It is New Plymouth, Coal Valley Christian, North Star Charter all zero and one. And that's probably how I'd rank it right now. I think maybe I would put maybe Coal Valley and New Plymouth in a tier of their own. And then I I really do think North Star, just in their first year playing two A baseball. Uh, are going to run into some challenges. But um, to me, it is still Melba and Nampa Christian at the top. Those are the two favorites. Uh, and then, you know, can Marcin break through is the story. And, you know, you got to beat those top teams to break into that, right? If you want to be in that conversation, you got to take care of that business there. And until they do that, I, I would agree, right? Those those two have just dominated, um, and especially Nampa Christian, right, in baseball, just year in and year out. That is just... It, you got to beat Nampa Christian. If you want to win anything in 2A, it's, you, you gotta, it goes through them, to be honest. I mean, that, that's just the way it is. Yeah, Nampa Christian, new coach, uh, new new cast of characters this year, 6-1 and one start, 1-0 one and oh in conference. And tonight, Logan, Wednesday night, April 5th, in Marcin, it is Nampa Christian at Marcin tonight. So we'll find out. Real quick, <laughs> boy, it's almost like we should have recorded this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll be a lot of good stuff to talk about next week, though. <laughs> yes, no doubt. So those are some of our hot hitters uh, from the past week. Let's take a look at the primetime pitchers in baseball. And this is only, you know, five players listed because there's typically less pitching in the week, right? There's more opportunities for hitters to have 
big games, less so for pitchers. Uh, from the Treasure Valley, though, we did have two players make it. And on opposite ends, uh, senior Sam Geekley of Gem State. And then we had Melba freshman Coulter Bodily. I'll let you pick one to highlight, and then I guess I'll pick the other. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I want to say Bodily from Melba. I think it's it's a freshman. <laughs> I, I just, sorry if that's the one you were going to take. Just No, 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 you're good. You just a freshman that goes into a game and, and has a shutout win against a, a a team from a classification ahead of you and McCall Donnelly. Um, and, and when you strike out 13 people along the way, I think that I think that gets you to the top of any list, gets you on any list and then uh, gets you in the conversation for anything. That That's a tough performance for anybody to beat anywhere and from a from a freshman, no less. Yeah, Coulter Bodily, the freshman from Elba, went all seven innings in a 5 nothing win last Saturday over McCall Donnelly. Uh, and Melba's got, you know, some pretty good players coming back. They did lose a couple of key seniors off of last year's team. Um, but, boy, if they've got freshmen like this coming in, uh, Melba is going to be right there at the top uh, once again. And then I'll highlight uh, Sam Yakely from Gem State. So Gem State and Greenleaf friends are co-oping this year in both softball and baseball, Logan. Uh, for baseball, they will uh, compete under the Gem State name. So it's officially Gem State Baseball, but mm-hmm. it's with Greenleaf players. And that's where Sam Yakely is from, is from Greenleaf. Um, and then it's the reverse for softball. It's Gem State and Greenleaf playing there, but they'll be competing under Greenleaf Friends. So when you see that on our website, just keep that in mind. It's a co-op between Gem State and Greenleaf, but when they're playing baseball, they're all wearing Gem State uniforms. When they're playing softball, it's all Greenleaf uniforms. And so we talked about this 1A Western Idaho conference, right? Somebody's got to step up and grab the reins of this thing, right? We we like Glens Ferry just because they've been there in the past, but you know, why why couldn't Gem State, you know, break through and and finish as one of the top teams? You know what? It might be Brandon from what we've seen so far. It might be who can who can hit the best, right? Or if you have a, a pitcher like Yeekly, if you have the one guy, we've seen a lot of games just with a lot of runs, <clears throat> both baseball and softball at the 1A WRC. I think Lighthouse Christian played Wilder, and it was like something like that, 25 to 24 or something like that as well <clears throat> in softball. But um, it's going to come down to maybe who has the best single pitcher and can use them in a – in a, in a one game situation, right? Like in a, in a district championship or a district semifinal, whatever it is that you think you need him. Um, somebody that who can shut you down because we have seen really good hitting out of the league, whether it's good hitting or not as great pitching. I don't know. You know, it's probably a mix of both, but if you can have a kid like that come in and shut people down and throw a couple innings of no hit baseball, uh, you know, I like your chances. So why not? Like, I mean, it just takes one kid to play one great game in a district tournament. And all of a sudden you find yourself on the right side, getting into state tournament, which it's just, uh, that's just the, the curse and blessing, right. Of the way that the, the setup is here in Idaho. Yeah. So, uh, Greenleaf friends had a 10 to four conference win over wilder. And that's been, uh, their only game so far. So they're one to know, um, but Sam threw five innings and then the younger, Yakely came in Josh Yakely he's a sophomore and he cleaned up the last two innings and uh, a nice tidy 10 to 4 win and at 1A baseball 
if in and like you said, with some of the high offensive numbers we've seen, if you allowed four runs in a game, that's pretty pretty good. That so. that I mean, that's I guess that's really there's not a lot of so- sample size, right? It's just one game, so I don't know. Maybe uh, <clears throat> I'm just joking. Maybe Wilder only had three guys out there. I don't. I'm just joking, Wilder. No, no, don't take offense, but like. If you only give up four runs, I mean that was a, that was the issue right last year at state. I thought with the one A baseball from the Treasure Valley teams, right? We mentioned it last time how the teams from the White Pine come down and 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 they just make the semifinals, right? They they take care of business and move on, and uh, the the teams from down here just gave up a ton of runs, and you you just can't you can't do that against those teams up there, and it, it is a team ready to take that step forward and compete with them and, and out pitch them. And you got to have pitchers to do it. Um, and so maybe again, they've only played one game, so I don't know, maybe they'll lose the rest of them. You know, I, we're not here saying that they're the best team in the league, but with a one game sample size, I, it's not a bad sample to have so far. Yeah. So we'll continue to keep an eye on the, the one, a W I C as, um, Teams are just now getting into the swing of things. Uh, some teams have only played the one game. Others have played seven or eight, but it'll all catch up eventually. We'll have more data to go off of eventually. Let's let's shift to softball. Uh, making our inaugural list of heavy hitters from the Treasure Valley uh, on the softball circuit, we had Gracie Nelson, the junior from CUNA. I'm going to try to say this name as best as I can. Hawaii fans, let me know if I didn't get it right. They've got a great sophomore named Sobella Maliaradakis. Um we had uh, Juliana Puzio from Bishop Kelly. Uh, and then we had uh, Bella Bonacorsi from Timberline and Micaiah Wagner from Coal Valley Christian all made the list. Uh, pick one, Logan. What was most impressive? Uh, so do I get to count Glenn's Ferry as well in that? Uh, no, because they're, dis- they're technically District 4. But they but they play baseball in our district. Yes, they compete in district. So I guess if you want to go with Clara King, the freshman from Glens Ferry, you could. Okay, not that's not saying I was, but uh, right. I just I'm I'm just I'm just making sure, right? <laughs> so um, give me give me uh, again. I, I, there's a lot of fun names here in the SIC, but give me Bella uh, Bonacorsi. How do you how do you say it, Brandon? Bella Bonacorsi. Bonacorsi. Okay, I got it. Uh, you know, it, it's a shootout game, right? That they played with capital, right? And and so it's a different performance, right? Again, we mentioned it with a four to three game versus a twenty-five to twenty-two game. This just happens to be on that high side, right? But when you you bat a thousand at the plate, um, and you hit three home runs, uh, you know, most games you're going to get to the plate three times at least, right? It, typically. That, that's that's very typical to get to the plate three times. So it wasn't like she had 18 at-bats to hit three home runs and go 1,000, right? It was in, in the amount of times she got up, she just happened to knock it out every time. So uh, let, let's go right there. I think that's a phenom- phenomenal performance. Yeah, Timberline got that 12-11 to 11 win. And now we're we're finally into the part of the season where we're getting into conference play, right? There was a lot of non-conference SIC matchups early on. And so when we look at the standings, it is Eagle and Timberline off to two and0 starts. And we talked a lot about Eagle last week and you know, they're two division one players. and uh, there's an Eagle pitcher I'm sure we'll talk about in our primetime pitchers. Um, but then you have Middleton, Bora, Meridian, all one and0 as well. Uh, who, who do you like outside of Eagle 
is yeah. it is it a why he they're they're 11 and two overall they're they're one and one in league play give me your kind of your pecking order give me your top four <clears throat> i mean if, if we go off of kind of what's happened the last couple of weeks i mean it's just it it's really tough because i mean cuna is a team that sits at one and one uh but they they routed Middleton, right? Who sits at the top of the conference, right? And so that was one game we talked about last week. But since then, Middleton uh, you know, won a doubleheader against Wood River and then scored 19 runs against Mountain View, right? So, I, I mean, CUNA is just one of those teams that, from what we've seen, you know, they just haven't played as much as some of the other teams. They don't have as many wins, but it's not like they have as many way more losses, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. So, I mean, CUNA right now sits at seven and two overall. And so it, it's hard to say, well, you know, an 11 and one team is way better when really there's been, they played three more games. Um, you know, Timberline is nine and five, but two and zero oh in conference. And, and they've shown that they can hit the ball. Right. And uh, you know, that's a, a big thing, right. If you, Hey, you know what, if you can't, if you can't beat them pitching, you might as well out hit them. And uh Seems like they can do at least that part right on their side. And, and they've had been able to have big, you know, they beat Capital, right? That was a non-conference game, but Capital sits at 10 and three. So, you know, Eagle is probably sitting there at the top, but, you know, I like CUNA from what they've been able to do. Obviously we like, or we, I um, like what Hawaii has done um, coming off of what they did last year. Uh, they did beat Eagle earlier in the week, 21 to nine. Right. They didn't fell six to zero. So, you know, you look at Hawaii, I think Hawaii, Timberline, CUNA, I, I like those teams right now. Yeah, I'll give you I'll, I'll add one more in. I think Rocky <clears throat> Mountain has really good potential as well. The Grizzlies are at eight and two overall. Nine of the 13 teams in this conference have winning records. Yeah. Eagle nine and one Middleton, 11 and one Hawaii, 11 and two. Uh, Capital ten and three, Rocky eight and two, <clears throat> Cuna seven and two, Mountain View six and three, Timberline nine and five, Bora is seven and one. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in this SIC, um, and so it's going to be really fun to see everybody duke it out. But I think my my top four right now would be Eagle, Hawaii, Rocky, and oh man, yeah, give me give me Bora. Because I've I mean, talked about, they've got the best pitcher in the league in Megan Miracle. So I just think that's how deep the league is, right? Yeah. You, we picked four different, we picked different teams, right? Outside of Hawaii and Eagle, there's different teams, and I think that there's no, no one could argue against it that strongly. Because if somebody did, you could say, well, what about this? And well, I guess you got a point there. So it's just a good depth in the league that eventually, right, will 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 settle itself out as we get in a conference play. Yes. Um, I was going to highlight, you know, Ju Juliana Puzio, Puzio of Bishop Kelly, Gracie Nelson of CUNA, but those were games that we kind of talked about last week on the prep cast where Bishop Kelly beat Skyview in that slugfest 17-13 and, and CUNA really blew out Middleton 24-5. to So with my player, I'll highlight Micaiah Wagner, the senior from Cole Valley Christian, <clears throat> another speedster for the Chargers, this time in softball. Uh, Cole Valley played McCall Donnelly uh, last Saturday, 17 to seven win for the chargers. Wagner was two for two at the plate. And then she also walked twice. So in her four plate appearances, she got on every single time. And then not only did she get on base four times, but then she stole four bases. <laughs> and then not she bad. also, you know, if you like synergy four times on base, four stolen bases, four runs scored. 
So she that completed makes it all. Everybody's OCD habits tickle inside, right? Seeing all those uh, consecutive or you know clean, clean, like you said, just symmetrical. Is that the word for it? Just yeah. uh, nice and easy across. Yes. Well, Okay, Brandon, I know this is not Treasure Valley, but if it's just we talk a lot about Columbia going and beating teams from California. But if you look at this this list that you made, right, of hitters in, in softball, um, you, there, there's two from outside of the Treasure Valley, right? One from Priest River, one from Moscow. And in those games, Idaho teams defeated teams from Washington, both teams from Washington, um, 42 to zero. In two in two games, um, so I think the softball in in Idaho looks pretty good right now. When uh, you know, two teams that's just one game from each. They combined defeated two other teams from Washington, forty two to zero. So, pat on the back to just Idaho softball in general for something like that. Yeah, and like uh, I know there's been some teams that have gone on to, over to Oregon, you know, and beat up on Ontario and Nissa and mm-hmm. East East Idaho went down to, to uh, a couple of Southern Utah <clears throat> tournaments in St. George and had had a good time there. So yeah, Idaho continues to have really strong athletics, especially when you start comparing, you know, how they're doing versus out of state opponents. Um, in the two A WIC, uh, kind of like on the baseball side, New Plymouth, Napa Christian, Coal Valley Christian, all one and zero. Melba's 0-1, Marcin's 0-2, New Plymouth with Coach Sam Crockett, still kind of the gold standard. They're 7-2 overall. Napa Christian is yet to lose. They're 5-0, and and then yeah. Cole Valley is 5-2. and So this is shaping up to be a pretty exciting three-team race. Monday, April 10th, Cole Valley Christian will travel to Napa Christian, and then they'll be at New Plymouth on Wednesday the 12th. So they'll be at Napa Christian, at New Plymouth, <clears throat> in a three-day span starting next week. So we'll have a lot to talk about on next yeah. week's PrepCast after that road trip for the Chargers. Yeah, a lot of good stuff coming up. And <clears throat> I, it's always hard, right, at the beginning of the year. I feel like this is the same way with football and basketball um, and soccer and stuff. You just don't know. You know, you can – it's hard. You you see how everybody plays against non-conference teams, and then you wait for the conference games, and then you say, okay – and then that tells you more about conferences as well, right? Once you see, you know, how team like the SIC in softball has done very well, especially in non-conference games. Um, and then we'll see, like, do do they beat up on each other so bad? And, and you know, I, I don't know. We'll find out. It's always makes it easier to analyze, right, as they get into conference play and there's a little separation. Yep, for sure. Our primetime <clears throat> pitchers had three Treasure Valley athletes this week, uh, and it's all from the same. 5ASIC, 2AWIC, uh, two, two freshmen and a senior. Lizzie Tomasini, the great senior for Eagle. She's going to go to Idaho State University. And then you had two freshmen, Kaya Heweth from Boise and Peyton Shook from Nampa Christian. Is Nampa Christian beat Vale, Oregon last week, 21-1. to So that Idaho dominance uh, continues there. So congrats. And if you want to see the full list and everybody's stats, uh, you can go to idahosports.com to check out our heavy hitters and our primetime pitchers. Uh, before we duck out of here, Logan, I wanted to talk track and field as well, because, uh, teams from East Idaho have been coming over to the treasure Valley so they can get Mm -hmm. some track meets in just like every other sport. Um, when you look at the early leaderboard, this is the statewide leaderboard on the boys' side. Tyler Sainsbury of Rocky Mountain has the best 1,600-meter time right now. 
Ian Stockett of Victory Charter, a 1A school, has the best two-mile time right now in the state, 3,200 meters at 9 minutes, 19.50 seconds. McCoy Richardson of Melba. When you talk about individual athletes at state this year, like which individual is going to score the most points, it could very well be McCoy Richardson in the hurdles and the jumps. He's so phenomenal. He's got the best 300-meter uh, hurdle time. Cuna has the best 4 by one time right now, and Centennial has the best 4 by 4 time. And Victory Charter has the best four by eight time in, in all the relays. And then when you look at the uh, field events from East Idaho, uh, Kai Twaddle Dunham of Centennial has the best shot put throw so far, 55 feet, two and a half inches. Seth Nelson of Boise has the top pole vault, 15 feet, six inches. And uh, Capitals Junior Victor, ba uh, oh boy, <laughs> I'm going to struggle with this thing. Victor uh, Diambe. Uh, I butchered that Victor. Let me know how you say your name for 45 feet, 11 and three quarters inches. That's a big league triple jump there from the mm -hmm. capital junior, which, which is the most impressive, uh, standout so far. <clears throat> I mean, when you can do multiple things, I think that is, that just shows you're a better athlete. Not that I am at all a good athlete at all. Um, <laughs> and so, you, you know, with what Melba has been able to do. And it just seems like Melba continues to do this in track and field, right. Where they can just, you know, plug in somebody new or whoever it is, and they just continue to have these great athletes. And so, you know, I like what they've been able to do down there and, and what they're continuing to do going forward as well. Our girls uh, track and field leaderboard. And again, this is statewide Asia lawyer of Centennial has the best 100 meter time. Adeline Weimer of Columbia, best 400-meter time. Allie Bruce of Boise, best 800-meter time. Timberline's got the top 4 by one relay team. Rocky has the best 4 by 200 relay team. Skyview has the best uh, sprint medley team. That's where it's, I think it's a 2, a 2, a 4, and an 8. It's that long-distance mm -hmm. uh, medley. And then in the field, uh, Lydia Lindsay and Kinley Garrett, uh, Lydia is from Fruitland. Kinley Garrett is from Homedale. They each have cleared five foot two in the high jump, which is the best in the state. And then uh, Lydia Lindsay of Fruitland also has the best long jump at 18 feet, two inches. And Kendall Clark of Melba has the best triple jump. So Lydia Lindsay is going to do very well for Fruitland this year in the sprints and the jumps. We know what Kendall Clark can do in the mm -hmm. jumps. Um, it's, it's Melba and Fruitland really looking strong on the girls side. Uh, from the Treasure Valley this year. Yeah, I mean, again, just I know I said it again for boys, but you go back to Melba, they just seem to always be able to produce whatever sport it is, athletes upon athletes, and are good at everything, it seems like. And, um, you know, it, it's always fun to see those ones. I, am, I clearly was nowhere near the track as a kid in high school or anything like that. Um, but those relays, I think, are the funnest ones to watch. And I think the most impressive because you've got to be on the same. Everybody's got to be on the same page and doing a different thing and know what they're doing and be able to keep it as a team. It's, you know, a lot of the, these track performances at the end of the day can be individual. Right. Because, you know, you're a team, but things do become individual. But that I is is just as hard as any ball sport out there right to be able to everybody be on the same page and everybody has to be good right you, you could put a basketball team out there with four 
good players and one bad player because every time I play basketball, that's how it is. I am that bad player, and we've won games. So I know it can be done when you've got four good players and a bad player, right? But if you've got a bad person on on, on that that cog or that wheel, it's it's not going to happen. And so to be able to to consistently win at that, you've got everybody has to be good. Yeah, so it's going to be really fun and. <clears throat> A new feature we're going to roll out. It'll be every Thursday, so you'll see it uh, tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this on Thursday, you'll see it now on the homepage at idosports.com. Uh, it's basically, you know, I did bracketology during football and basketball season, kind of projecting, you know, how might state look. And we're going to do it in track and field, too. It's going to be a little different, obviously, because there's no brackets in track and field. But uh we all kind of brainstormed together this week, Logan, you and I and Paul Kingsbury, our boss, and we came up with tracking the field is what we're going to call it. And basically, I'm going to look at the leaderboards every Thursday and uh, score it. OK, based on the times and distances right now, here's how the team race would shake out. And then I'll list the top individual in every event as well. 5A all the way down to 1A boys and girls. It'll be kind of fun to see you know yeah. what, te- what teams are looking good in track and field. Yeah, yeah. It's always fun to look at that stuff. And then you know where you compare and you say, hey, look, if we can keep this up or, hey, look, this is where, uh, you know, it might be even helpful to teams possibly. I don't know where they maybe they want to ignore it and say we're stupid. But uh, I would think you would look at it and say, okay, the here maybe is a pe- – because that stuff just doesn't exist out there. Nobody else is doing that, what you're going to do right for for the track and field athletes here's a way to get some analysis right on teams around the state know how you can compete know where you want to uh improve your team so i think it's a it's a good thing for everybody out there to be all the track and field athletes to be able to see yeah and and coaches do this all the time Mm -hmm. they're they're constantly calculating okay you know i think we can score x amount of points at state is that going to be enough to beat yeah. this team? And so, there, yeah, there's a lot of the point calculations that go into it. So I think it'll be a fun exercise. Make everybody's here. job easier, Brandon. <laughs> right. At well, least, at least somewhat, somewhat. As we've learned, always double check my math. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'll throw yeah. in as a disclaimer. But so lots of good stuff. Pretty much something new every day on IdahoSports.com. We're going to have the coaches polls rolling out soon for softball and baseball. Uh, our heavy hitters, primetime pitchers, tracking the field. Basically, you just want to go to IdahoSports.com yeah. every day. There's going to be something new. So, Yeah, it's great. And I'll just do one more thing, and then we can be done, Brandon. But uh, kind of a fun event uh, here in Middleton tomorrow. Uh, the It's rugby. We haven't talked about rugby yet. The Emmett and Middleton girls rugby teams are going to be playing each other at Middleton, and they're going to be playing in prom dresses. The whole thing is like a uh, it's a fundraiser for both teams, right? So for both they're gonna have you know concessions, ex- all this stuff, donation area, just for the teams to to get those funds, right? They're you know they don't get as much as some of the other programs, and so uh, just kind of an interesting event that'll happen tomorrow at Middleton. And I tell you what, I would not want to play rugby on a turf field like they have at Middleton. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of uh, burns and scrapes and. Uh, and and apparently so Middleton, I don't know if other teams do it. I, I I'll be honest. I learned more about rugby in the past week than I have in an entire lifetime. Um, but they do a thing where it, you, you score a try, which is a touch, essentially like a touchdown in football. Um, you have to take a shot of water out of your out of your cleat. The first <laughs> time you score a try. 
And so Middle, Middleton does this, and I don't know if other teams do it. Again, maybe it's a, everybody does this thing. I don't know. But uh, they make you fill your shoe, your wet, sweaty cleat full of water, and drink it. That's the their tradition. So um, I, I hope somebody does it so that I can get it, get it on film and put it up because that would be hilarious. And that is every every game? No, 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 no. This? Your first ever try. So the oh. first time you ever do one. So, you know, it could happen your freshman year if you're just starting or, you know, if you join your – whenever it is, your very first one. You know, you've never done it before, but your first time you have to take a shot of water from your cleat. Gotcha. It's like it's like in baseball, uh, in in the big leagues, when a rookie hits his first career home run and he goes back to the dugout and, then, and everyone mm, snubs him. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yes, exactly. It's uh, you scored. Now you have to take a drink of water from your shoe. Mm, okay. Gross. Well, little little um uh, tire particles in there from the turf as well always make for a. Uh, a refreshing beverage. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I'm excited to, uh, to hear back from you next week on how the rugby match went and you're going to be doing the PA announcing for that. So yeah, it should be terrible to be honest. I apologize. <laughs> not, not the match you're announcing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the match will be great. Uh, I guess Middleton and Rick or Middleton and Emmett played last week and it was like a one score game. Um, and so it should be, it, it just sounds funny, right? They're playing in prom dresses. So that should be, should be totally easy to, to differentiate the teams and players. So yeah, yeah good really. luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> should be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we're looking forward to hearing about that. And of course we'll check back in on what's going to be a busy weekend of track and, and softball, baseball, tennis and golf are off and running as well. And so if there is a story, if there is an athlete, if there's a team you want us to cover specifically, send us an email, Logan at IdahoSports.com, Brandon at IdahoSports.com, and we'll put it on the rundown. Um, but until then, Logan, heal up, buddy. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't think it's going to happen until my kids move out. <laughs> well, you only have uh, 18, 18 plus years. Or they just start stop licking everything. I catch them all the time with fingers in their mouth. I'm like, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, well, uh, until then, uh, for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in to the Treasure Valley PrepCast, everyone, on IdahoSports.com.